0: The 140th quack cast, and it's called Hickey. Always start with an excuse. I've been ill for the last 10 days. I suspect I picked up an infection from the woman I slept with in Vegas. I went to Vegas with my wife. She got sick first. I normally go through the day at warp 5. I do not want to destroy the space time continuum. But this illness has reduced my mental functioning in the evening to one half impulse at best, with thoughts moving at the speed of a cold Oregon slug. So bear with me. There can be an odd popularity to medicine. I see this with antibiotic usage. When a patient is admitted to the ICU with sepsis, a severe infection, while awaiting cultures, you try and kill all the likely bacteria that may be trying to kill the patient. At any given time, most doctors can only remember two antibiotics, and the current popular duo is vancomycin and pipercillin tazobactam. A reasonable choice, one of many combinations that would treat most patients with sepsis. I am not certain how this particular combination became so popular, although I have been told that the Piptazo reps have been very active at the universities with medical students and residents. As the adage goes, Give me the student until he is seven and I will give you the doctor. There are also popular trends in alternative medicine. Every now and then there is a flurry of mentions on the interwebs suggesting that a particular pseudo-medicine has become all the rage. Or maybe it is just the echo chamber that is the interwebs. One week it might be oil pulling. Might it be the next big thing? Or not. Or what is cupping? Lena Dunham, the latest celebrity, to try the ancient Chinese remedy for pain relief. If oil pulling appears on the Huffington Post, it must be popular, although Dr. Novella is skeptical as to its efficacy. And just thinking of swishing oil in my mouth for 20 minutes or so does give me that gaggy feeling. In this particular case, cupping is not the protection I used for karate as a kid. Cupping is a technique where a vacuum is made in a container and applied to the skin, and the vacuum sucks on the skin, creating a welt. Basically, cupping gives the patient a hickey without, usually, the mess and aggravation of working out. Medicine has, for the most part, toughened me. I have learned not to scream or vomit when faced with the occasional surprise, such as the unexpected squirt of pus up a tie or a jar filled to the brim with dried boogers. But the photos of cupping on the interwebs do give me the Wiggins. It doesn't give me that gaggy feeling like oil pulling, but ick. Cupping is one of those ancient therapies used in China and Greece and Egypt. Antiquity is always a reliable guide for health and lifestyle choices. I live in a pyramid with my terracotta army. Tended by my slaves and planning the conquest of a city-state based upon the entrails of a goat. What is good enough for the ancients is good enough for me. Except for that whole short life expectancy from infections thing. It is an oddity of the appeal to antiquity that it is mostly used to justify pseudo-medicines, but little else in life if you are not Amish. I can't see anything else in my personal or professional life that uses the methods of the ancients. I am certainly glad it is not used in the brewing of beer. Cupping is like acupuncture in that at different times and places, variations of the technique has evolved. There are many forms of cupping. There's dry and fire and retained and moving and flash and needles and medicinal and wet. In wet cupping, they make a small incision in the area of suction to make sure that the blood is drawn out to, quote, remove harmful substances and toxins from the body to promote healing. Given the amount of blood that is removed, that is like cleaning a swimming pool by taking out a cup of water. Like acupuncture, there is no process for which it cannot be used, except birth control. As best as can be determined, prevention of conception is not a strong suit of traditional Chinese medicine, or in fact any alternative medicine. But it has been suggested that there are 1,001 diseases for which cupping can be a benefit. The paper only mentions 120. Quote, Our results suggest that cupping is currently prescribed for up to 100 diseases and disorders that are difficult to treat, including cutaneous, musculoskeletal, and central nervous system disorders. There is, of course, no reason for cupping to have any effect on any disease beyond the usual placebo effect, and it would be difficult to do a placebo-controlled trial given the enormous hickeys induced by the procedure, although someone has devised a form of sham cupping. Given the dramatic changes to the skin from cupping, I would expect the technique to be a particularly powerful set of beer goggles. The more impressive the placebo, the more it will alter perception. And like a good set of beer goggles, the majority of studies show potential benefit of pain conditions there is insufficient high-quality evidence to support the use of cupping therapy on relevant diseases. Existing trials are of small size and low methodological quality. Tells the Further high-quality studies of larger sample size are needed to assess the effectiveness of cupping therapy. More studies needed. They always say that, no matter how ridiculous the intervention. I would beg to differ. There is no reason to waste time and money on interventions with no reason to work. I would also expect, since cupping has no reality-based reason for efficacy, that it would have no significant effect on a process with a hard endpoint like, oh, I don't know, hypertension. And it doesn't. Like in most medicine, cupping only shows efficacy in poorly controlled trials and usually only for subjective endpoints. Quote, Despite the large number of st- Studies on cupping therapy, including 62 new ones, someone wasted their time to make 62 cupping studies. There remains a lack of well-designed investigations. Shocking. Of the 135 randomized controlled trials included in this review, 85% were high risk of bias. What's One issue is adherence to the consolidated standards of reporting trials in which randomization methods should be clearly described and fully reported. Another issue is blinding, which continues to be a challenge for studies involving manual healing therapies such as acupuncture, massage, and cupping therapy. End of quote. Concordance with reality also remains a challenge, but that is almost never discussed in any discussion. Quote, Our study is based on a process that has no basis in anatomy or physiology, and as such, our likely efficacy can be accounted by bias or poor study design. More research needs to be done. I also love the purported mechanism of cupping. The mechanism of cupping therapy is not clear, but some researchers suggest that placement of cups on selected acupoints on the skin produces hyperemia or hemostasis, Which results in a therapeutic effect. Exactly how skin hyperemia or hemostasis could have any effect beyond the local hickey is never explained, except in the context of mystical fiction. (gasps) Quote, like acupuncture, cupping follows the lines of the meridians. There are five meridian lines on the back, and these are where the cups are usually placed. Using these points, cupping can help align and relax qi, as well as target more specific maladies. By targeting the meridian channels, cupping strives to open these channels, the paths through which life energy flows freely throughout the body, through all tissues and organs, thus providing a smoother, more free-flowing qi. End of quote. When you go to the internet and look at the ginormous welts, these are not for the squeamish, on cupping patients, you have to wonder just how selective these points are. You must activate a dozen acupoints with each cupping. Shouldn't that set off some sort of key storm with so many acupoints being activated all at once? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. For a moment, I was considering that the process is actually corresponding with some known reality. Eh, silly me. I can see how cupping would be popular, since it leaves a tell-tale mark that lets those around you know that you are one of the cognoscenti, without the permanence of, say, a tattoo. No one knows if you are getting acupuncture or Reiki, but the multiple hickeys on the back are an instant attention-getter, the perfect pseudo-medical look-at-me sign that advertises your subtle understanding of ancient Chinese wisdom. Seems perfect for Hollywood. Or I might suggest you would be interested in helping move some money from Nigeria to the United States to help out a poor widow whose husband has left her a fortune. And if you have been cupped, perhaps there is a way to remove that embarrassing bruise as I have found a website on how to remove hickeys. And that ends the 140th QuackCast. Go to edgydoc.com to find links to my growing multimedia empire. And as always, I ask, I beg, I demand that you write glowing reviews of all my podcasts, including the new podcast for the Society for Science-Based Medicine brought to you by hmm, the Society for Science-Based Medicine, sfsbm.org. Talk to you later. Bye.